Hello, magic seekers. You are listening to the Little Scraps of Magic podcast, where you're invited to journey to the depths of your soul in search of pleasure, peace, truth, and grit. Here, you'll go within as you listen to conversations, meditations, and life lessons that will guide you back to your power, help you regulate your nervous system, and remind you that magic is real. I'm your host, Steph Traska, a life and embodiment coach, energy worker, mom of two crazy little boys, and at my core, a wild earth goddess. Whether you're in an energetic space of power and joy, or you're feeling shattered and stuck, it's my mission to nourish you back to your divine wholeness so that you step into your day and life with deep trust and an open heart. Now take a cleansing breath and open yourself up to receive today's little scrap of magic. Anything you want to do. Hello, loves, and welcome to another episode of the Little Scraps of Magic podcast. I have been on a little winter hiatus in the last couple of weeks. Most recently, I recorded my season one finale, which was about wintering, uh, sharing the current season of my life that I'm in, which happens to be a cycle of deep rest and contemplation and presence. And while this episode today is not part of season one, nor is it the season two launch, it's a bonus episode. So if you listen to episode 14, my season one finale, you may recall that I promised to deliver a few bonus episodes. These are episodes where I was a featured guest on podcasts of my friends, colleagues, just people out there in the world. Um, some ranging back to even a few years ago. So the episode I'm sharing with you today was recorded about two years ago. I was just coming out of that postpartum depression and fog um, and beginning the healing work that has brought me to this current moment in my life that's brought me to become a women's circle facilitator, a retreat host, an intuitive life and embodiment coach, an EFT practitioner, certified in Reiki, all of these magical things. Prior to this, I was a mindset and business coach for moms. And so in this episode with Kylie, the first half, you'll hear me talking about how I went about planning my maternity leave. So if you're someone who owns a business or is thinking about starting a passion project or a side business, even if you're not pregnant or going on maternity leave, you may find the first half of this episode interesting because it does talk through some of those logistics and steps and definitely using your intuition while also using a little bit of strategy in planning for the future of your life and your business. The conversation turns into the unexpected, you know, how life happens for us rather than to us, but it can sometimes feel like overwhelm and we can go into that place of victim mentality or um, just the challenges that are thrust upon us in life and how we work with them rather than against them, right? Trying to run or trying to hide from the challenges or obstacles in our lives when we really just have no choice but to surrender and ask, how is this happening for me? What is this all for? Where is this leading me? And so in the second half of the episode, it will likely remind you a little bit more of the flavor that you've heard here on the podcast in season one. I find this episode to be a beautiful time capsule. There are parts where when I listened through it again, I cringed at myself a bit um, and other parts where I took my breath away. And you'll hear towards the end of the episode, Kylie, who is interviewing me, the host of the podcast, she asks me, what do you think, if you listen back on this podcast two years from now, the perspective that you'll have, you know, and the different ways that this chapter, these challenges in your life have really served you and built you. And so it was just so serendipitous that I happened to listen to this episode almost exactly two years after it was recorded. And to be sitting where I'm sitting now, to be looking at life through the lens that I'm looking at it with and to be living 
in the energy and with the perspective that I have now, it's really astounding and it's really beautiful. And so for me, it's an honor to share this episode with you, um, to share part of my evolution, to really be able to look back and see, you know, the things that uh, mattered to me, the ways that I thought, the ways that I created, the ways I portrayed myself or thought that I should look in the world. And then just seeing that fissure, you know, that crack of, oh, here it is peeling away from the woman that I thought I was or that I thought I should be and beginning that journey toward my truth and towards my authentic self, who I'm still continuing to discover every day. So let's get this episode rolling. Uh, as I said, you will hear Kylie Kelly, my dear friend. She will be interviewing me. I'm the guest. And if you'd like to learn more about Kylie, during the recording of this episode, her business was all about helping pregnant moms plan their maternity leaves. In the last two years, her business has shifted quite a bit, and she now helps women to build their email lists to get visible out there in the world of entrepreneurship. And then so if that's something that is of interest to you, she helped me plan an incredible summit called the Power of You Summit about a year ago, and it was all about tapping into the innate power and wisdom that our bodies and souls and spirits possess. And so while I was the intuitive, creative genius behind that summit, Kylie was the organizational, detail-oriented, technological genius behind that whole production. So I just wanted to share that both so that if you want to check Kylie out, you can, but also so you have a little perspective as you're listening to this episode who she was recording it for, the audience that she had at the time, and the perspective that I am sharing from, you know, with who I was trying to support and help through sharing my own story. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find a little scrap of magic and check the show notes if you want to learn more about Kylie and what she has to offer. I have a little problem. I don't know how to introduce today's guest. This episode features the incredible Stephanie from Little Scraps of Magic, who is a mindset and business coach. She empowers women to live life as their best selves via messy action, intuition, and community. But Steph is so much more than that. We sat down to have a conversation about what pregnant women need to be thinking about when it comes to planning their maternity leave, and she shared her experience. But we also shared so much more. We talked a little bit about postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, how different somebody's experience can actually be. We talked about the shift in identity when you become a mum, how it fucking rips you apart and builds you back into something else. There is so much goodness in this episode. Even if you're not pregnant right now, if you're a mum, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a woman, there is something that you're going to get out of this episode. So please settle in, pour yourself a glass of wine, or a cup of tea, or get outside, get some fresh air, whatever you need to do for you right now, start doing it with your earbuds in because you're going to love this episode. Let's welcome Steph to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm super excited to chat with you, Steph. Yes, I'm so delighted to be here, Kylie. I know we bonded over our um, our little toddler. Well, my toddler. Yours isn't quite a toddler anymore, Spencer, but uh, over their, their love for Spider-Man. So. Oh, I know. So funny. I must say, I think your little one's got the got the up on on Spencer's because he's got muscles built into his costume. Spencer's looks like it just needs an upgrade. Honestly. How old is Spencer's? Has he had it for a while? Um, yeah, so uh, pro- probably 12 months, maybe a little bit less, but he we- wears it every day, just like Bruce does. It's amazing. Yeah, Bruce, we've had his for about a month and it's already pilling and the Velcro is wearing because it's, it's every <laughs> single day. So. Oh, it's so cute. Um, I thought what would be great to get us started is I'd love you to share with our listeners just a little bit about yourself, um, yeah, about your life, who you are, what you do, all the good things. All the good stuff? All the good stuff. I'll leave out the bad stuff. So yeah, so um, I'm Stephanie. I'm a mindset coach and a business coach. And I say for moms, that is really my niche. I'll of course work with any women if we have like a, a great connection or anything. But moms has been my niche. I was a teacher, a Montessori teacher for about 10 years before I started my business, Little Scraps of Magic. And I actually started that out as Montessori consulting and mama mentoring for new mothers. 
I started the business when my first son, Bruce, was about a year old, and it actually quickly evolved into mindset coaching, which sort of doesn't make sense from the outside, right? <laughs> um, but I, I had this Instagram following of mothers because I at first was chronicling our Montessori journey at home um, on Instagram uh, as a Montessori educator at the time, and over time, I, I realized that I really wanted to start a business of my own. My first son was kind of that impetus of like, I really wanted to be able to have flexibility in my schedule and spend time with him and be home when I wanted and just follow his natural rhythm and my own natural rhythm. And I started thinking of like, well, how could I do this? What would people pay me for? How could I start a business? And, um, and so I thought, all right, Montessori. That's my background. I have a master's in Montessori education, my Montessori training. And so I kind of opened my virtual doors to a business as this Montessori consultant. But all the women um, that that knew of me through my, my Instagram account started coming to me saying, well, hold on a minute. You started a business. I want to start a business. Can you help me with that? Like, you know, great tips on Montessori. And I love all that. But I'd love to start a business. And long story short, I, I sort of answered that call and remained open to that. And I started out with helping women just sort of set up shop of like, okay, what are the basic foundational things that we need to set up your business? Like, you know, what is the client you want to serve? What do you want to have in your day-to-day -day life? Okay, what are the avenues and ways that we can sort of start getting that situated? And then quickly realized mindset was a huge, huge component in in mm. having women take that leap, right? Like there's that imposter syndrome and all those feelings we get throughout, you know, having a business or being a mom. Like I'm not cut out for mm. this. I'm a fake. I can't do this. And I found that that was where my passion really, really was, was, was in those mindset blocks and um, helping women really learn to trust themselves. So in ways now I almost see myself as a coach in like in self-trust and in, in confidence mm -hmm. in learning that you can look within and tap into your own inner wisdom and your intuition to make confident choices that are really aligned with your desires and, and the lifestyle that you want rather than looking externally, doing the shoulds, playing that game um, that so many mm -hmm. of us, I think, have been conditioned to do. So that's, I guess, my my really long elevator speech. I didn't intend on just blurting out <laughs> like that, but there you go. <laughs> I love that. I love that about... Um... Like one of the things I love most about hearing women's journeys often, right, it's when you start out on a path and just being open to what opportunities might unfold and takes you on somewhere totally random, totally unforeseen. Um, that's amazing that you were just open to that and it's led to what's the greatest passion you probably had so far. Gosh, yeah. And it's funny. I always talk about, you know, I started the business to have time with my son. I mean, that was like my mm -hmm. biggest, when you look at my biggest, most ultimate why, right? Which is the one thing as like entrepreneurs that we are told, that's where you start with your why. Why are you doing this? And of course, like as a teacher, I'm a heart-led service-based person, right? I want to nurture. I want to mm -hmm. help. I want to inspire. Um, and that gives me some purpose and meaning. But my ultimate why was being at home with my son as much as I could be. And once I leaned into the mindset work and, and got into that space with other women, as you said, like I just fell in love with it and it has opened, it's been a spiritual journey for me. I think a lot of entrepreneurs will say that, like I had no idea how I was just going to be cracked wide open and like see just all of the, um, I don't want to say flaws or weaknesses, but you know, like just, it sort of exposes the ooey gooey inside and you start to realize so, like, yeah. oh yeah, a lot of things go into being a, an entrepreneur. And then you add the mom bit to it and we have so much work to do there. And I, I've learned and done a lot of work on myself and continue to through this journey of entrepreneurship and motherhood. And it is just like such a privilege and joy and I don't know, to, to do that and support other women in doing it, you know, and doing that work for themselves mm -hmm. and, and opening their eyes and their worlds to their own brilliance and their own wisdom. I think, um, I think it's amazing, Steph. So one thing that obviously we connected over Spider-Man, our little Spider-Man, but <laughs> another thing that really resonated with me online is just the vulnerability and the, the realness of you, even through just your account. And I feel like, um, 
it's hard, right? So often we struggle with how to be how to be vulnerable, how to be open, how to actually share ourselves. And, and I mean, you need to find out who that is first, right? Which hence the mindset work that you're talking about. But um, it's it's hard not to just put on this, oh, I'm, I'm busy. I'm so, I'm hustling today. I've, I've got it all to get like, that's pretty much all you see until you connect with the right people. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think like when we all start on these journeys, I mean, if we're talking about entrepreneurship or a motherhood when we go on social media when we go on television like we really do see like the highlight reel and the the like mm. sort of those visions of you know as a mother like prancing through wildflower field with your little <laughs> ones at your skirt and it's all so beautiful and it's like is that the reality no <laughs> and when I see that sort of thing it's like yeah aesthetically sure it's beautiful it's pleasing or like the images the stock photos of of you know the entrepreneur and having the beautiful beautifully organized desk with the coffee cup just so and it's like like I said aesthetically beautiful and pleasing but you don't connect with people that way you don't really learn anything that way if that's the image that is portrayed and that we're fed then we can feel like we're doing everything wrong and so um I try to maintain a balance you know when you're running a business of course you want to appear as you are in certain ways like very equipped to support to lead um and to help other people sort out their are we allowed to swear I'm I can be a potty mouth oh yeah swear swear sort out their shit Um, but at the same time, I, I am always trying to find that balance too of like when I feel like I'm going through a rough patch or something hard, when I'm having a bad day, when I've cried a lot, I, I don't share it every single time, but I make it a point to share because Mm. I think, you know, and that's when I have most women will reach out to me and say like, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for pulling the curtain back a little bit because it's so easy to just look at the beautiful images, the perfect reels now and videos that make everything look so romantic Mm. and all of that. I mean, I've made my share now of my romantic reels very recently, which you've seen with (laughs) Spider-Man included, of course, but, um, yeah, I think that raw, um, you know, authenticity and, and openness is, it's so critical, not only to success in, in business and life, but just in making true solid connections and having real relationships Mm -hmm. with people. And that's what businesses are built on too. It's, it's, they are built on Mm -hmm. relationships, right? Connecting with others. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, that's something when the pandemic first happened, that's when I found out I was pregnant with Sam with our second and we'd moved into state. We didn't have, um, so our whole friend connections, our friend network had gone, was in a different state. Um, and it was the most isolating time, which is why I started the podcast to connect with people and women. And because I didn't want to just go to a mum's group and connect with just mums because I didn't feel seen in the way that I didn't want to just talk about my kids. I wanted to talk about business and what lights me up in the other sort of facets of me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just so important, isn't it? To have that community and connection. And I think especially as mums, especially when we're trying to navigate this life with children, which is different for everyone, hard for everyone in different ways. And then we're trying to build a business and then we're trying to be a wife or a partner or a sister and a daughter. Like there's a lot, you know, keep the pantry full. We got to do the cook. Like there's a lot of shit going on in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Crazy. Um, so I wanted to bring you on, as you know, most of our listeners are pregnant entrepreneurs, um, thinking about planning whether to take maternity leave, what they need to be doing. Now I know you've got two little ones and I know, as you mentioned, you started your business when Bruce was little. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your maternity leave, your experience in that way and what you did? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so to preface, Kylie and I were chatting before we hit record about just our different action uh, taking styles and our planning styles. And while well, Kylie is super <laughs> duper organized and attention to detail, I am for the mamas who are a little bit more, um, we'll use messy action as, as the term because everyone knows what that means, I think. So um, that's more my style. And anyone who's listening who like knows 
anything about human design. We were chatting about that too. I'm a manifester. And so that is the energy of like, you get this creative urge or you get this whisper, this nudge, like this is a good idea. And you feel this expansive, like, "Uh uh-huh, I know this is. And then you go and you move on it and you have, you follow these urges. And when you follow these urges, usually something great comes out of it. So I've got to say, like, I'm big on following intuition and, and then following those nudges. And so for me, in terms of my maternity leave, I will be fully transparent. Like I didn't sit down and crunch a bunch of numbers and say like, this is exactly how much I'm going to need to get me through the next few months. This is how I'm going to need to do it. And I say that from a place of privilege. I think every entrepreneur, like we're all coming from different places. So are you, mm-hmm. um, you know, contributing equally financially to your household? Is is your business um, funding, you know, things like your child's education or childcare, or is it more funding your own spending? So like looking at that, I think mm-hmm. also really needs to come into play when you're, when you're figuring your maternity leave situation out. And so for me, I was fortunate enough to not have to make sure like what I was bringing in was going to super duper help cover all of our living expenses. Like we were going to be okay, whether I, you know, made a bunch of money mm-hmm. over my maternity leave or not. So that. Being said, that gave me the freedom to follow my urges and say, like, how do I want to plan for this maternity leave? You know, what feels good and expansive for me? So coming from that place, my business at the time of going into my maternity leave, I was serving one-on-one clients. So helping support women in either becoming aligned in their current business, starting a business, or some women that simply wanted to connect more deeply with themselves, you know, learning those tools of intuition, all of that. Um, So I was working with these women one-on-one. I also was running a mastermind at the time, like really leading up to almost the birth of my second son. And that was pretty much what I had. Oh, I was also running digital events, one-off digital events. So I would do digital events for moms to come and connect and learn about child development and self-development. So I would lead some, and then I'd invite guest speakers and niche experts to come and talk about these things. So what I thought about was, hmm, maybe I'll have these digital events keep going, and I could have someone else host them. You know, if I'm not leading them, then I could have somebody else come in. They would sort of just make sure everyone's signing on to Zoom, welcome everyone, keep the the space warm, um, you know, and, and keep those going. And what I did for each, you know, each time I thought of a a possibility, I'd say like, now, how will that feel while I'm on leave? Right. And so in the case of the digital events, I thought, okay, sometimes the links don't come through on Eventbrite. That's a pain. Am I going to want to have to think about that? Am I going to want to make sure that someone's prepared to handle that and they know exactly the process to go through to make sure that anyone that signed up gets the link in case there's a hiccup? So, and then also how much money was I making from the digital events? It wasn't very much at all. It was really just one of those community builders giving a platform to women to share their expertise, but it was not an income generating thing. So with that, I I could look at those things, right? Of like, okay, the little bit of stress that I might carry into my maternity leave with me, is it worth what Mm -hmm. this thing offers and does? And the answer for me was no. So I just would start kind of planning those last couple months. And then what I started thinking was, so I I had this community of women that I'd been serving in this one-on-one way, coaching. And I had this mastermind as well. So I had like six women in there. And I've been a natural connector my whole life. I've always been like the bridge with my friends and and, um, just bringing women together, bringing people together. And all of the women that I had worked with in, in my business had always appreciated that, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. this person's become my great friend, or we collaborated on this together. Um, and so they kept wanting more and, and like easier ways to connect and network, where it wasn't always a warm intro email from me, right? Like, how else can mm-hmm. I connect with people? I saw this as a desire, both as mothers and as business owners, as women who are creative. And so... This really played into my maternity leave planning because I thought, what if I create a membership community and it's all around this effortless networking collaboration? I can bring in like, you know, I had served about 15 clients like in this past year at that time. And I thought if I invite all my clients in first as founding members Mm -hmm. and I give them this really good deal and I connect them early on before my maternity leave, they can all stay connected through that and I can like charge them 
you know, and get paid mm. a, a nice chunk and sum of money before I go on leave and I don't have to do anything, right? These women know me, yeah. they love me, they trust me, okay? And I remember telling my husband, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a membership, I'm gonna do a membership. Um, I think I kind of wanna ask my clients about it now. And he's like, you just came up with the idea, maybe you should wait, why don't you just see how this feels? <laughs> and so this is why I even mentioned the, the manifester and this me being messy action and an intuition and creative urges because I just like knew, I had it, I was like, yeah, no, I don't wanna wait. And we were on a road trip and I remember I was on my phone and I just started drafting things and messaging all of my clients like, hey, do you think this is something you might wanna do? And I got a few of them that responded right away, yes. So like within a couple days, I put together an outline, I put together an email and I sent a few of those over the course of a week, came up with a price that felt really good for me and did crunch numbers there, right? So like, okay, what yeah. would be a good price knowing that this isn't just a quick, yeah, it's a quick cash injection before my maternity leave and it's something I have to live up to. Like I'm going to have to deliver mm. the things that I am outlining here and saying I'm going to provide. So I did consider all of that when pricing the offer and thinking I want to do a really low hell yes price for these women. And then mm -hmm. down the road, once this, this membership starts feeling like it's a well-oiled machine, I'll up the price and I'll open publicly. So I had 15 clients, as I said at that time, 14 of them within a few days all signed up, paid me. And so I had this really nice nest egg going into my maternity leave. And then fast forward through my maternity leave, like once it was getting to that last month before... Um, it was up and I'll talk about the amount of time I planned and everything, but I, I had enough warm leads, like interest in joining mm. the membership because I stayed present on my social media, um, throughout my maternity leave and just sort of shared, what are we doing at home? Here's what's up. This is my life right now. It really wasn't business content, but I did sprinkle in like, Oh, and the digital events that I used to host, those are gone, but this membership's coming to replace them and it's geared at entrepreneurial minded moms and yada yada. So I had all these warm leads and I was like, okay, rather than doing like a public launch and, and seeing if these warm leads turn cold, right? Like maybe they won't be yeah. interested at that time. I thought I'm going to launch to these women now, just like a little whisper launch. So same thing I did with my clients. These were just women in my network, in my community that I had, you know, um, had relationships with. And I sent them a couple emails as well. And then I got 11 of them signed up. And that gave me another nice little cash boost for um, um, the last month of my maternity leave. And honestly, that's really like what funded everything. I think the, the one other thing I did was pre-sold my mastermind that I would launch in the fall returning from my maternity leave. And I only pre-sold one spot, but again, it was enough that I was like, okay, that, so that's kind of what I did. And like I said, it wasn't super methodical, but there was thought that went into it. And I did think like, okay, I need to come up with some ways to inject some cash into the bank here because I won't, I don't want to be working while I have this new yeah. baby. I mean, I thought I would actually want to work a little and any other entrepreneurs might get that too. Like, no, I won't want to be away from my work, but I didn't want to have to work. You know, I didn't want to feel mm. pressure. I wanted to feel like, okay, I have something here to help support and take care of, of my family. And I think that's, that's a completely different energy when you can choose to then work. Like, so if you, you know, felt like working one day, you could choose to do it. Whereas, yeah, there's no pressure to do it day in and day out, which I think is really important. Um, I think that's a really smart way of launching that. It just sits well, doesn't it? The fact that, yeah, you, you're launching to people that are past clients or warm leads that are interested already in it. So like a, hey, this is what I've got. Are you interested? Not like cold traffic and funnels and countdown timers right. and pressure and all of that icky kind of past the way it was done kind of way of launching, which I'm I'm glad to see that's kind of coming to an end anyway um at least with the people that i that i mix with but um so i think that's really smart and that's such a good way of looking at it even though you might have felt like it was super messy action at least yeah it was some good cash injections to to allow you that to then breathe and take that time while you're on maternity leave yes yes it felt it felt good and i that's what i'm all about in my business and in the ways i support women too is like it has to feel good 
I know not mm. everything in our life feels good, right? It's life and there's things that are tough and that we have, we have to shoulder through and we have to do certain ways. But if there is a way to make it feel good, like find mm. it and do it, right? <laughs> so that's yeah. definitely how I strive to, to operate. Once your second baby was born and you're on maternity leave, how did you find that transition to unplugging and actually slowing down and taking that break? Was it an easy transition for you? Was it, is it a hard mindset shift to come to, to terms with? It was a it was a little bit of both. It was a hard mindset shift in the sense that I really stepped into my maternity leave. I mean, I was exhausted. I think many of us, many of you listening who are pregnant and not, not sure where you are in your pregnancy journey, but you get to the point where you do get just like exhausted, right? And I do remember feeling mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to be done. Kind of like that hyper, you can't breathe, right? And you're like, <gasps> like on client calls and you're, you're panting and you, you know, you have no room in your rib cage. So in ways I was ready to rest, but in other ways I had really hit this beautiful stride in my business where I was, just, I felt like I was just on fire. You know, I was just like, mm-hmm. I am doing big things. And so I went into my maternity leave very reluctant to step away. I mean, I was okay with, I was okay with putting it down because I was tired, but also just this like, but what Mm. if, you know, my energy changes? What if this happens? What if people forget about, I mean, I wasn't too scared about people forgetting about me, but you know, there's, there's just all those little things that come into play. Um, but what happened for us too, that I just could not have predicted and it, you know, everyone was healthy. We were lucky. There was no birth trauma or anything like that. Um, really, but within a couple weeks of Everett being born, so he was born in May of 2021, right? What year is it? 2022. 22, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are we? It's been a black hole the last couple of years. Um, so he was born and he, within a couple of weeks, we discovered he had, well, we didn't know what it was, but what it turned mm-hmm. out that he had was a very severe reflux and a milk protein allergy. So he was just miserable. I mean, for the first four months of his life, he was just screaming and crying and writhing. I mean, he was just uncomfortable 80% of the time. You know, I mean, there were moments of, of peace and all that. It, it was, an, it was really hard. It was really hard. And then you have your toddler, my little boy who had been, you know, uh, the center of our world, making room for his brother. And not only that being a hard transition, but then a sick brother who was unhappy all the time um, and who made us feel like really like monsters. You know, I mean, I just felt like I didn't even recognize myself anymore. And so I ended up and I didn't realize it for for a few months, but with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Um, and when planning for my maternity leave and planning, okay, I'm going to launch a membership. So I had Everett in May and I planned about a four month leave, three to four months, knowing I would, you know, start picking up, um, like marketing and things like that a bit more like in that last month, but that I wouldn't be holding space for clients necessarily. Um, so I sort of planned for this master, my, my second round of my mastermind and for this membership to kick off in September. Uh, and so it was like right around September, end of August, beginning of September that Everett became healthy and he was no longer Mm -hmm. miserable. Um, you know, through the summer we had hit a few spots where medications were working for him. Um, but then like he'd grow a tolerance or resistance. So we had a few reprieves during the summer, but then it would be like all of a sudden all over again, we'd be like, what's going on? He won't sleep. Mm -hmm. He's crying. Right. And so I think I kind of shouldered on and did what I had to do that summer where at first I would try, like I'd want to work, you know, I'd be, and it would, I had this plan of maternity leave being this creative, like vacation for me, you know, and I think had Everett been like my first son, had he been healthy and like this, I don't want to say like normal newborn, but I think I would have been able to do that, right? Watch some courses and, you know, babies, newborns, they sleep a lot. If, if they're not having any, any pain or any problems, like they, they will sleep a lot. At least my first baby did. <laughs> and um, I kind of went into it with that mentality. I knew things could be different. But I went in with this mentality that like, well, hopefully this baby will be just like Bruce and I'll be able to write and create all this content and refine my knowledge and my processes and my systems. And then I'll go in and I'll launch all this stuff in September and I'll be ready to go. You know, I'll feel recharged and refreshed. 
So <laughs> I went in with the mindset of like this restorative maternity leave of creative fulfillment sort of, and maybe some time to write. And then like every time I'd kind of try to do something, the baby would be crying and need bouncing. He just kind of needed to always be bounced and held in a certain way to like stop him from crying. Um, and then it was, yeah, around the time he got well was when I just sort of lost it. You know, I was like, what happened to me? (laughs) Like Mm. I just lost my groove. And so where I had kind of gone into maternity leave feeling on top of the world and like this woman who was just, when she came back from her maternity leave was going to like step onto this stage with like glitter and sequins and flames shooting around (laughs) me. I I was just like this crumpled sad, confused, exhausted puddle, you know? I mean, I just, I was Mm. like, who was I and why did anyone ever want me to support them? You know, I mean, I felt like, how did I do Mm. all the things that I did? And that was luck. You know, I was like, that was luck. Like, that wasn't me. That's how Mm. far I was from myself and who I had been. Um, And so that was something I never could have expected. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I now do tell like, you know, I've had friends and and colleagues come to me sort of like, Oh, like I'm trying to line up some projects for when I come back from leave and how would you suggest I do that? And what would you recommend? And I think everyone's different. And I think I was really wise to, in certain ways to, to get some, some money lined up and to, you know, I had to, to get that membership to have people paying me for a membership, I needed a start date, right? And I said, okay, September Mm. feels good, like four months, they'll wait for it, they'll be connected before then, I'll have a couple Zoom meetings with them to gather their input and all that, that'll feel good. But by September, I felt like I needed to start delivering. Now, because Mm. my business has really been built on relationships, I honestly probably could have said, hey, ladies, like, I don't, I need time. You know, like this wasn't what I thought. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then the way I told them with the membership too is you'll be billed or you'll get the opportunity to be billed again and, and continue with your membership the following September. So you pay me in March, you won't have to be billed again until the following September because September is when membership will officially begin. I'll start delivering you the goods. So I really could have just mm-hmm. said, I'm hitting pause on this, you know, and you can opt out mm-hmm. and I'll refund you. Or I could have probably figured something out but in my mind at that time, it wasn't an option. Like I was just like, no, I have to do this. I have to go forward in ways. I think it was a good anchor for me at a time when I felt like I was, I don't even know, drowning, bobbing, like, what was I, what's the analogy? I don't know, but like, um, it might've been a good lifeboat and anchor, but in other ways, I just feel like those first few months, I, I just don't even really know how I did it. I really, you know, I just kind of, I just sort of shouldered on. And while I say I really try to inject and infuse uh, feeling really good into all of the decisions we make and the things we do, that was a time when it didn't feel good. You know, it was put one foot in front Mm. of the other. Yeah. Oh, Steph, that's tough. There's no preparation for that. There's no preparing yourself for that. And like you said, everybody's journey is different. Everybody has a different experience and some might be better than yours, some might be harder than yours, but I feel like sometimes that's enough. Just getting through the day sometimes. Do you know what? That that's a fucking accomplishment when yeah. you're at that place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um we didn't have so with with Spencer, I guess I did, we didn't know anything. We'd never had a baby before, right? So we didn't know what to expect. So Spencer was born and he oh my gosh, I've never I've never experienced a baby that could cry so much. He was very much sounds very similar um, in in a lot of ways. We never thought that it was something to look into, though. I saw, oh, is this what a baby does? Like, how do people get through this, right? And so he'd just be screaming for hours and you just wouldn't get sleep. And it's funny how the first little while it's okay. But like you said, after a couple of months, even if they improve, it just you're worn down like you just it just wears you out right and then you get to that place where you just yeah you're just a shadow of the person that you feel like you used to be yeah yeah and then I think there's this whole thing of so many of us try to get back to the version of ourselves that we last remember being like get back to Mm -hmm. her and who she was like do things how she did them and we forget that we birth a child 
but we're born again too, right? Like we are reborn. Mm. We are broken. We are, we go through war or battle, you know, through that pregnancy, through carrying that child, through conception. If you're someone who's had to work really hard to conceive and then through, yeah, mm. carrying that child and then birthing them. And then that postpartum period, I mean, it is a rebirth. It is you are broken down and you are built into this better, stronger version of yourself, but sometimes it takes longer than others, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like with, with Bruce, with my first, it was ethereal. I, I had him and it was like, wow, like this is the meaning of life and this is who I'm supposed to be. And it was instant and I felt that and yeah. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And with Everett, it wasn't, you know, and I am still coming to terms with that. It's hard to say that out loud without feeling a tremendous amount of guilt um, for that's my second child. But it was just a painful journey kind of from the very beginning for mm-hmm. me. And of course, I love him. And he's like this. He's nine months old now. And he's so happy. And he's so strong. And seeing him with his brother is like now it's been hard. I will not lie. It's been hard. But now it is just glorious and beautiful. But um, but yeah, when I had Everett, it was a different child. It was a different pregnancy. It was a different birth. Mm. Um, it was a different recovery physically, much easier, actually, the recovery with Everett. Thank goodness, because <laughs> with Bruce, it was not. <laughs> Things rearranged differently after the first baby. I will tell you that. <laughs> I don't think things are the same after the birth. No, it's, it's, yeah. no, they're certainly not. Um, but yeah, it's just that we were reborn. And I think it's like we, I came to that realization. Like, I don't know why it took me so long the second time around, but like, uh, you were reborn again. And this time it's, it's just a harder process with Bruce. You were reborn mm-hmm. and it felt like this instant knowing of who you were and this, this instant purpose and all of these things. And, and with Everett, like I, it, it didn't feel that way right away when I had him. And I almost feel like I was more anxious for him to come because of the business that I was in love with and the new identity that I had created around the business. And so like, who Mm. am I going, how am I going to do that with two children? I went into my second postpartum period feeling unsure of a lot, uncertain of a lot. And, um, and you know, with that first child too, if there's any women listening who already have a child, right, you probably wonder how is my relationship with my first going to change? And so I entered that just feeling a little heavy overall. And then we had all of the challenges or complications afterwards with Everett's health. Um, and then with mine, and it's just, once I was able to see and, and accept the fact that I'm going to become a new person again. It's I started to kind of release and lean into this process and feel that I could surrender and start to sort of heal and build myself back and start taking care of myself again in the ways that I needed to. Um, but I think it is just that, that acceptance and, and realization that this has been a rebirth, you know, and it's going to take, mm. I'm going to, you know, it's not always going to end up the same timeline or the same, end product you know when you become again I do wonder like like you said it's always a journey right it's always there's going to be painful parts there's going to be you know someone's experience is going to be different to another's but I I wonder fast forward let's listen to this podcast in like two years time or something when it's not quite as fresh still and I wonder even though it it'll never change what happened will the perception you have of it be a little bit different? Will you look at it and go, wow, look at where I am now and I'm in a beautiful place now. And yeah, it's because of that rebirth as well. Yes, uh, I love that mm-hmm. that reframe. I have been thinking about my life this way and I read it somewhere. Um, I'm sure it's a quote other people have heard before, but like this is happening for me. This isn't happening to mm-hmm. me. Right. And I think that's been a big thing. Yeah, it is. And it's been a big thing that's helped me to see too, like, um, you know, any hardships or challenges I've faced re-entering my business and the postpartum struggles with my hormones and then with Everett too, that it's like, it's here to teach me something and that there Mm -hmm. are resources that I'm going to tap into and strength that I'm going to find and knowledge that I'm going to gain that are going to help me be a better person for myself, take better care of myself. It's like really been a big reality check for me of like, what are some things you need to start 
like walls you need to break down and things you can't just skate over anymore. I think in life, we're always going on to the next thing. And, you know, if we can push Mm -hmm. it down, we do. And if we can skate over it, we will. And I, I kind of have found myself in this place of like, okay, time to do some deep inner work. <laughs> and I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have done it now or been called to do it unless I had sort of hit this rock bottom kind of place in my emotional and mental state. And so, yeah, just that reframe. This is happening for me. This is not happening to me. Like there, there are, are bridges that are going to be built and things that are going to be birthed and put out into the world that are going to create positive change because of the hardships and the challenges that I've faced and that I've endured. Mm -hmm. And it's going to change my work. I feel it changing my work and the ways in which I want to support and hold space for women and entrepreneurs. It's like, you know, I want to really deepen Mm -hmm. the ways that I offer support and the ways that I help women find power within themselves and within their bodies and, and all of this. So, um, Mm Yeah, I think that that is just a powerful lesson and reframe for for anyone who's in this shit. <laughs> yeah, well, imagine like imagine even just looking at the support that you give women now. Um, how much more powerful is that support having had that experience that you've had? How much more can the women that have had hard experiences similar to yours? connect with you. That's powerful. Yeah. As a mom and as a business owner, right? Because I think Mm. when we go through anything as mothers and as human beings, it's going to affect your business too. And so it has created Mm. challenges in my business that where things had come easily before, once I went through this shift and this change, they weren't coming easily anymore. So then it's like, you can't Mm. really guide people through something if you haven't been there yourself. You know, and I don't think we need to relate everything back to ourselves with our clients and say like, well, I've been through that and this is how I managed. But there is just a different way of empathizing and a different bank of your tools and resources. Mm -hmm. Like that's getting bigger and deeper for me as I continue to support myself. And so these are things that, you know, connections I can offer other women as well. So um, yeah, I think that that is is a, a, a great point and so true. Yeah. I also love the power of the reframe. I remember um, deep in the pandemic last year. So after Sam was born, after I had maternity leave with him um, and he was like the opposite of Spencer. I I kind of experienced more what you have with Bruce in terms of like, he was a great sleeper. I was like, I didn't know kids did like babies did this. Like it took us three years to go back because we thought we'd be getting another Spencer. And I love Spencer, but I didn't really want to go through that again. And yeah, then we got Sam and he's like, he sleeps from like seven till six. You know, what? Like, is he okay? We didn't check his breathing. Like it was, it's just been a different experience. Um, But after his maternity leave was up, I just went back to corporate. So I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was feeling a little bit lost and I used to be a wedding photographer and I didn't want to go back to that. And I didn't really know where to pivot to. And, And in that corporate job, I remember we got a training by a mindset coach that does the mindset work with like Ash Barty and a lot of like sport, um, sports people. And one thing that he was saying was like, instead of telling yourself that you're stuck at home, reframe that to I'm safe at home. Right. And holy shit, that just changed everything for me and where I was at at that point. And I, every time I got frustrated, because we were all obviously, you know, the four of us, safe at home. We're all in each other's quarters all the time. You got, you know what, what it's like, what it was like. And just changing that, reframing that. Oh, every time I got frustrated or I felt a little bit um, restricted or uh, almost, almost like, you know, out of breath and like all those feelings that come when you just have to be in that one place, changing going, Oh no, no, I'm safe at home. Remember, remember I'm safe at home. Oh, Yeah. Yes. I remember that one myself. I don't know where I heard that, but definitely when the pandemic hit, that was, that was something I would, I would hold on to anytime. Same thing that I felt like I need to get out of here. I'm losing my mind (laughs) that yeah, Yeah. reframes. I mean, and there are times when gratitude or reframes, like I've talked to clients too and and said like, there are certain times when they can keep us stuck, right? Like be grateful, be grateful, Mm -hmm. be grateful, be grateful. Um, where it can hold us back from, trying for to find more and to see what we're capable of and what we can unlock within ourselves or what we can step into. But I think there are so many cases in our lives and we know, like, you know, when you're in a position, when you're using gratitude as an excuse to hold you back from something that you're Mm -hmm. meant for, or when you're using gratitude or like this reframe as, as you said, like this, this lifeboat that is 
that is just puts everything back in perspective again. Um, mm. And so it's important, I think, to know the difference. And I think when we take a beat and we take a moment, we all we can tell the difference. Like a woman knows, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. but they're powerful. Yeah. They're powerful for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing stuff. I am. Um, thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for sharing your experiences like that. I feel like it's so important for our listeners to know how different each experience can be. Um, and that's why I think this work and, and planning and funding your own maternity leave to give you that space is so important because without it, you don't have, you don't have the space to give yourself the time to heal, to deal with any changes. So I really appreciate you sharing so vulnerably everything that you went through. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for giving me the space to do so and, you know, for providing this platform for for myself and for other women out there who have had all these different experiences, different ways of planning, um, and you're just doing such a service to hold these conversations and equip and educate other women who are out there getting ready to make these decisions for themselves and that they can listen to these true, real stories and find themselves within them and use that to inform their decisions and their plans. Like you're doing just such a service. And so I'm really grateful for you to be doing that and to have been included too in your stories here. So thank you. Oh, I love that so much. Well, yeah, thank you so much. We'll have all the links in the show notes, but thank you so much for joining us. It's been amazing. Yes, thank you, Kylie. So that's a wrap on this week's bonus episode. Thanks to my friend, Kylie Kelly. Like I said, if you'd like to check her out and learn more about what she does in the world, you can hop on over to her website, kyliekelly.com. You can also find her on Instagram, underscore Kylie, underscore Kelly, underscore. And she's a visibility and email marketing coach. She is one of my best friends. She lives in Australia. She's an incredible human being. And um, yeah, she's there on the other side of Instagram. So if you want to chat with her, just send her a DM. And likewise, that always goes for me. I would love to hear from you. Make sure you tune in next week for another bonus episode. And you'll just have to wait and see what podcast I was featured on, how many years or weeks ago it was, and what wisdom it has to offer you. Until next time. Keep looking for those little scraps of magic. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. It's such an honor to be invited into your space. If you love today's show, subscribe and leave a review so you don't miss a thing. And if you're looking for more in-depth support in your life, if you're seeking to be held and inspired for your growth, I do offer one-on-one EFT or tapping sessions, spiritual life coaching, and other group programs. I always am talking about these on my Instagram, which is Steph, S-T-E-P-H dot Traska, T-R-Z-A-S-K-A, and also on my website, littlescrapsofmagic.com. So please wander over to either of those platforms and see how I can support you more deeply. Until next time, keep looking for those little scraps of magic.